Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. And welcome to NBC IGN's Nintendo Podcast. This week we will be talking about Neo, The World Ends With You, Pokemon Stop and Animal Crossing updates, and The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, as well as much more. Like always, I'm your host, Casey DeFridis, and this week I am joined by Seth Macy. What's up, Super Nintendos? Hello, Reb Valentine, who reviewed Neo, The World Ends With You. Hi, Casey. I'm glad I'm here again. Yeah, thank you. And also Logan Plant, who is playing the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, and has a lot of things to say about it, I assume. It is great. It's up to the name. It does live up to the name. Well, thank you all for joining me this week. Let's start it off with our first topic. Neo, the world ends with you. I've also been playing this. I've been, like, chugging through, trying to get the walkthrough finished for it. But, man, there's a there's a lot going on with this game. Reb, can you tell us what you scored and a quick summary, and then we'll talk some more. Oh man, so Neo the World Ends With You is, is such a game of contradictions. It's such a roller coaster. I think I think it's very good. I gave it a seven, which is good on the IGN score system. Thank you very much. Uh, if you played the first, The World Ends With You, either on the DS or the final mix version on the Switch, or if you watch the anime, if you have any of that background and you love that game, you're probably really going to like this. Uh, it does a lot. It, it captures the vibe of those games really, really well. Uh, even though the battle system has changed drastically from the DS version, I think they still captured the feelings, uh, the way that the system felt very, very well in terms of the 
way you are sort of trading off attacks with uh, your companions who are fighting with you. It's very, very cool. Uh, the soundtrack is just straight bangers the whole thing i don't know how they managed to top the first game soundtrack which is already one of the best video game soundtracks ever but they managed to do it just literally not a bad song in the whole game uh all, all the vibes all the feelings are really good uh kind of where i sort of backed off of it, it it's hard to talk about the game uh it's not super friendly for newcomers to the series if you don't know anything about this i would not jump in here at all uh but the other thing is i think after four, 14 years after playing the first game uh I came into this looking at this main cast of characters, Rindo, Fret, and Nagi, and expecting uh, expecting a new story, expecting it to center on them and their feelings and their troubles and their journey through the Reapers game in the same way that Neku was the center of the first The World Ends With You. And he had you know, this, whole, this whole arc where he, a coming of age story of sorts, it was very good. I expected that. And... About midway through Neo, The World Ends With You, it very much does a hard pivot from being a story about those three to being a direct sequel to the first game. And I think that as a result, it ended up not quite fulfilling either being a direct sequel or being a story on its own. It just sort of like like both things just sort of clashed and neither ended up being like super fulfilling for me. Um, so that was, a, that was a big disappointment. Uh, and I, I think it, it sort of fails to stand on its own in that regard, but it's still fun. It's still really good. Uh, there's a lot of really cool boss fights. Uh, I did play on the switch and there's were some bugs, especially in battles uh, that you might want to be, if you're picking versions between that and the PlayStation and other versions, I know, I know it's a Nintendo podcast. I know we're all switch fans here. I love it. I, I got through it on the switch, but uh is a little a little messy. I had a few game crashes. That wasn't great either. Uh, but other than all that, it is very good. If you like the first game, you'll like this. J just go for it. It's great. The music alone is worth it. And looks like we lost Logan, but hopefully he'll be back soon. But let's continue talking about Neo. The world ends with you. I did want to mention that there is a demo that you can play on the eShop. So if you are interested in that, and also you can watch, as Reb mentioned, you can watch the anime on Hulu and Funimation, I believe. And it does a, a good job at summing up the story of what happened in the first one as well. But I did have a specific comment. So I know you said you really like the music. Mm -hmm. Some of those tracks just were like nails on a chalkboard to me what uh, really yeah I, yeah i don't know Casey, i don't know like <laughs> you are the first person in the entire universe to have this opinion <laughs> i so i loved the the soundtrack to the first one like calling like the best song yeah and i was so happy to hear that in this game too but some some of the ones in the first couple of chapters i just <gasps> you can change the song there's a song playing that you don't like open the menu and close it again and it'll switch to a different song just so you know like i want to tell you the lyrics of the song that got on my nerves so bad but i as soon as i heard it starting i would immediately change it and now i don't remember what it sounds like <laughs> anymore which i'm thankful for but i don't remember what it was this is it was this, like what is what <laughs> how i don't there's literally don't not a bad song in that game casey <laughs> it was i don't know there's it was one song i don't know what it, i can't remember what it was called it was something like it was a really edge edgy like rock early 2000s like rock sounding song okay oh. now we're gonna fight because no i a, like i like there is a battle rock theme. song but there's some a of battle them, theme that i have specifically described to multiple friends as an early 2000s like alt rock song uh it, wasn't, it was one of the ones that just played in the overworld occasionally oh, okay. Okay. and it was also one that was very common in a bunch of like the story components in like very early on okay. too okay and, i i might be able to forgive that was it a Limp Biscuit song? I don't know, man. It maybe it sounds kind of like going around, like honestly going around with a song from the game that someone has been like, "Why did they just hire Limp Biscuit to compose this game?" <laughs> it probably was that. It probably was that song. But anyway, uh, the other songs are good. Well, if that's the case, then I'm gonna have to side with Casey on this one. <laughs> no, sorry, Reb. No, Wait, play the demo and you'll hear. You'll know the song oh. I'm talking about. I think maybe I don't know. Music tastes are so subjective, but. <laughs> also true it does yeah. it does have like a little bit of everything so you're right it, it does is a song you don't like like there's there's like more pop stuff there's stuff that's there, there's tons of tracks coming back from the previous game that are either remixed or just as they were mm -hmm. uh there there's rap there's metal there's early 2000s rock uh there's <laughs> yeah there's, there's a whole bunch of really good stuff and gosh oh it's so i can't believe mm, it's so good i'm sorry okay. no it's okay it's okay it's fine 
different. I also, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I also wanted to to talk about so um I loved the first Neo the World not Neo, but just I loved the first I keep getting caught up on saying I love the first the because saying that after each other just sounds weird. The first world ends with the world ends with you, the first one. I really yes. like that one on the DS. Jeez, I don't know why I couldn't <laughs> figure out how to say that. But I love the first DS game. It was my one of my favorite DS games of all time. I don't know. It just, just really clicked with me. I really liked it. I really liked the combat and how it relied on different stylus movements to perform different attacks. And I'm not super fond of the way they translated that system to uh, the button mapping. I feel yeah. like it takes away some of the strategy but it was still really fun and collecting pins was really fun, but just a little bit more chaotic than it was in the first game, even though you did have to control two different characters at the same time with different inputs. But So I'd say yeah. give it time. Uh, yeah. I, I felt I playing this game was very much a roller coaster for me because there are things that in the first. So, again, not trying to spoil the original world ends with you takes place over three weeks. But when you start the game, you initially assume it's only going to be one week because the goal, the idea being at the end of the week, they escape the game and it's over. Uh, Neo has a similar conceit where initially you think, oh, we're going to be doing this for a week. And then at the end of the first week, something happens and the game continues. Uh, that just it, it's, it, the game is longer than 15 hours. So yeah, it's yeah, coronavirus, yeah. the simulator. Then. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh, no. No, but where where I was going with that is the first week of the game, I wasn't super high on the combat. I mm-hmm. I felt like oh this this feels I I just can't get into it. Like it did I, I wasn't getting the flow. Like I didn't have the right pins in the in the following hours of the game. After that point, uh, it really does kind of burst open, and you get like so many pins, okay. and it, it becomes a lot easier. And and a few other things I can't. It's so hard to say things because there's a there are, know, a, lot of, there are a lot of things that qualify as spoilers and in this like, game that that are game mechanics, which is, is the whole thing. Uh, but there are things that happen in subsequent uh, it, later in the game that will make the combat, I think, a lot more interesting to you and a lot more easy to customize in ways that will give it that flow that you're looking for. So okay. stick with it. I, I think you'll get. There. I mean, I have to. I'm writing the walkthrough, which is why I'm so slow and like not done with the first week yet. <laughs> <laughs> but no i'm getting i i like it it's fun it's interesting the story has me really interested i really have no idea what's going on still at the the first week which i think is great <laughs> but no i'm looking forward to the rest of it especially if you say like you saying that there is some direct sequelness to it oh yeah make oh. me more excited as a fan of the first yes. i think it's really smart of them to come out with the anime so that people who don't want to play through a whole first game can just go and watch the anime assuming you like anime but i'm assuming if this game looks interesting to you you probably like anime so is that a wrong oh, assumption yeah. like no, i think yeah i think you're in for some troubles if you don't like anime and you want to yeah. watch this, this, is, this is, is the type an of anime game. pronounces it anime <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I will th- throw out there too uh if you were in a situation where you played the ds game and did not play the final mix switch version didn't play the mobile game didn't play uh, or didn't watch the anime like basically haven't touched this series since the ds maybe read a wiki about what happens about the extra content in those games just uh throwing that okay. out there uh, Good to know. It, it'll help and last thing i wanted to mention uh man the food in this game just looks mm. absolutely phenomenal like literally drooling while ordering food in this game, I just Oof. I had to go out and get ramen over the weekend. <laughs> okay. I needed to. It looks great. But Reb, thank you so much for telling us about your review. Um, she did give it a 7 out of 10 again, which is a good. You can read the full review, which is really in-depth on IGN.com or watch the video review as well. I think you go over your points very, very well. Um, I'm also just want to say I'm glad that we have this game because I never thought we would get a sequel. So I'm just, right? I'm just glad it exists overall. It's been so many years. Like, who would have thought? So yeah. thank you. Thank you for making this happen, Square Enix. I appreciate you. Now put the soundtracks on Spotify, please. Please. Also that. Spotify, also please. please put the first one on Spotify. Like I used to I used to go to YouTube videos to listen to that soundtrack. So Yeah. I still do. do. Casey can skip any song she wants. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, just that one song, man. It's just like I'll I'll figure out what it is and I'll comment. I'll comment on the video and be like, this is the song. Don't listen to it. No. It's okay. I feel bad now because like what if the artist who made that song like, worked really hard on it? I mean, they they did, but I'm pretty sure the same band did all the music. So if you like, if you like the okay, other that's fine. If I like some other songs, it's fine. I can, it's like I can one or two bands, it. I think. I think it's all good. But speaking, 
But speaking about things that we are thankful for, I know Reb and I are especially thankful for some updates coming up soon, including new Pokemon Snap. We're getting an update on August 3rd at 6 p.m. Pacific time. It's actually, so when I first watched this trailer, I know Reb, it's so cute. Oh my gosh, adorable. we're showing the trailer. Also, so also, by the way, this trailer just spoils so many things. So if you have not uh, completed new Pokemon Snap, boy. like spoilers all over the place. Dang, it's fine. You probably finished it. Spoilers. You probably you probably finished it or don't care. So it's fine. <laughs> you probably fall into one of those two categories. So, but when I was first watching this, I thought that they were these were new paths to existing routes but these are actually three totally new areas that we're getting we're getting a secret side path in the florio nature park which makes it so that you get tiny so you can go in the tall grass and look at big big bugs and stuff and that looks really cool you're also getting a mighty wide river bella silva where you are riding in the rapids which looks really neat like waterfalls and stuff you get to go down like a water a, slide it looks like a reference to the the one the first yeah the um yeah rapids. yeah there it is mm -hmm. yeah I'm, and also, you're getting the we're getting the Barren Badlands on Volica. Also, uh, Joe Merrick, who runs Cerebi, mentioned that some of the footage in this trailer actually matched footage from earlier trailers, but this wasn't in the game. So people are thinking like maybe some of this was originally planned to be in the uh, base game, but they didn't finish it in time. So now they're releasing it as free DLC, which is cool. I'm glad they did finish it. But look, look how big these Pokemon look when you're tiny. <laughs> That means you know what means what that means if you're riding a pokemon you also get the pet the pokemon you know what's happening right all the pets all of the pets in the world so rip i know that you also reviewed new pokemon snap can you remind us what you gave that game i don't remember is it bad that i don't remember <laughs> i, I, I loved it did I give it an eight? Is that what I gave yeah, it? Yeah, I think you I gave, gave it an, an eight, eight as well. Yeah, I yeah. think that's right. <laughs> I, I mean, I loved it. I, this reaction that I'm having watching this this trailer right now was basically my reaction through playing that entire game. You know, going through these routes and just seeing Pokemon go, ah, and I went, ah, like every time. Uh, it just, it, it very much captures the joy of... <laughs> Of Pokemon and in their natural habitat in like a really a really fun and and delightful way. It has a lot of a lot of fun little features um, added to sort of the camera elements and stuff that are great. But I think like like ultimately the the best thing about it was just being being out in the world with Pokemon and seeing them do cute and surprising things and how just how much of that was packed into the game and how how you were able to go back to these routes that you had visited a hundred times before and still like find some new surprising yeah, interaction every single time. Yeah, like even just it, like you said, even just watching like the beginning of that trailer before it goes into the new roots, like there are there are interactions in that trailer that I haven't seen. I and I'm like, wow, wait, now I got to go back and play those and figure out what's going on there. Like that's that's great. I, oh God, I just I love that game a lot. It made me really. Did happy. you get the uh, Did you get the Fujifilm printer so you could print out your snaps? Uh, I didn't because didn't I believe we had a whole conversation on NVC about this where I advocated just going to the dang Walgreens. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We had a whole conversation. I was overly excited about it because branding and then people were like, you're stupid and falling for the stupid marketing branding. And no I felt dumb so no, that I couldn't buy it. your passion. Stop going to Walgreens. No. Nobody's I like showing off the Walgreens at their local, you know, corner. I mean, like you show I off your little Pikachu printer and be like, yeah, check it out, I got one. Instead of being like, I went to Walgreens. I don't need to pay, like, what was it, 120 bucks it was to celebrate. Yeah. You got everything, like, though. You got the, I the, mean, the little stuff. I still want but, a cell phone compatible printer that's I mean, portable it, and easy to use. Non-branded. Yeah, exactly. Like, there are so many of them out there. Yeah. So, like, but I still want to get that. I just... Haven't done it. Anyway, yes, new get. Pokemon Snap content coming on August 30th PM. These are both day and night versions of each area, so it is a lot of content. There is there are 20 new Pokemon being added as well, as, including some Pokemon we've seen before, as we saw. So like new Pokemon, it, just right off the bat, for Alligator, Gyarados, uh, Psyduck. Did you guys see any other new Pokemon? Snorlax? Snorlax is uh, right? Yeah. And Shroomish? A lot of new Pokemon uh, that weren't in new Pokemon Snap before. What's the, what's the one? Oh, this is uh, somebody's going to make fun of me for not knowing oh, no. this. Uh, Swalot, the big, big whoa guy. Oh, uh, Swalot. Is that Swalot? Wolpin. Wait. 
I don't. Gulpin's the little one. Gulpin's the little one. Swala is the one they're talking <laughs> Bad about. Pokemon fan. <laughs> no, no, no. And then, um, oh yeah, and then we also got to see uh, Rockruff, who's very cute and adorable. Good little puppers. So, I'm so yeah, looking for you both because you could be just making things up, and I'd be like, hell yeah, man. We should do that someday. We no, should just... don't. No, yeah. just enough. Where I no, I don't. I don't know enough though. Where you could totally trick me. It'll be so, fine. There, it's a there's a I'll be like, oh, no, that yeah. has Swampert, and then I think I saw for alligator. Yeah, there's for alligator right there too. Yeah. You made oh, it baby. Look at that. I just screamed because there's a Gyarados coming straight at us. But if you weren't <laughs> watching the video, you can't see, which is why you should head over to IGN Games YouTube channel and watch this. This year, I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals. So I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television. Uh, the Boston Bruins home opener. I went to watch it and boom, blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN, and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with, like, Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea, and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, it's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, um unsavory actors are out there if you want to get the best discount off your nord vpn plan go to nordvpn.com slash nintendo vc that's nordvpn.com slash nintendo vc victor charlie uh that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan there is no risk with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee that's nice of them and i appreciate that Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Also We're very excited Just about do Pokemon. Both. Just do everything. We're always excited about Pokemon here. But also, we're getting some other updates as well. Nintendo did confirm that we are getting Animal Crossing updates from Animal Crossing New Horizon, obviously, for the Nintendo Switch. Starting July 29th, we'll be getting weekly fireworks shows and seasonal items. It doesn't seem to be, which is today. I haven't been able to look at exactly what it is, but it's not necessarily like a huge update. The last update we got was back in April, so still like not like a ton but hey weekly fireworks shows and also cool. rev i know you mentioned that we should there's some hope to be getting more updates in the future yeah i think they had in like a tweet reply or something saying that you know they're still working on content or something like that i know that was going around and i i don't know i i very much feel i, I think a lot of animal crossing fans who stuck with it for the full year after it came out are feeling a little bit burned because they were hoping that there would be continuous new content, not just in repetitive seasonal events with like some slightly different items, but you know, everybody wants Brewster and his cafe, right? Like everybody mm -hmm. wants these big updates. I, I don't know. I don't have like any secret insider information, but just based on what they've said and kind of what I know about the game and what I've heard, I, 
I feel like they are probably working on that still. I feel like COVID probably has made it because this game was ready, like right when COVID started. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's reasonable to say, oh, yeah, their update plans probably got delayed a little bit by that. It saved last summer. It really did. So I hold out hope. Like if you remember New Leaf, the Welcome Amiibo update came out like years after the the Mm -hmm. major content update for that game came out like years after the original came. I mean, I would I would ideally not wait want to wait years for this but i just i i believe i believe in brewster believe in brewster with me <laughs> all right everyone believe in brewster together and we'll get it it's like a, it's like the like a spirit bomb we can do it we'll all think about it we'll send the power to brewster and he'll come victorious but come bearing froggy chairs <laughs> it's all we can hope for but also, I was hoping, so we actually did just learn that Logan Plant will not be joining us for the rest of the episode. No. He's currently, I know, he's currently in Washington and there's a heat wave and they lost the, his uh, internet went out because of the heat. And oh his God. internet provider said that they will Ooh. not be getting it back for uh, many hours. I Two feel kids. really canceled. terrible. Yeah, so uh, climate change uh, killed the internet. Put that on the record. Also, I'm so sorry, Logan, because I really, I really needed you for this topic, but it's okay. We'll get you back next week and then you can talk about the great Ace Attorney Chronicles because I know he has been so excited. It's one of his favorite uh, series. And I did really just quickly, I haven't played it. Have you guys played it yet? I watched my partner play it, uh, but I didn't watch very hard because I intend to play it. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to be. Yes. It's, it's like, you, I, I don't want to know what the, mm-hmm. the answers are. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. My only comment is, wow, those character animations are very fun. <laughs> they are. And I also <laughs> want to play this, too. It came out on Tuesday. But like I said, I'm, I'm still working on Neo The World Ends With You. And I'm also still playing Pokemon Unite. So this is a I'm. I'm going to get to this, but just not right now. But I did really quickly just wanted to mention, like, why this release is important. So the Great Ace Attorney Adventures originally released in Japan only on the 3DS in 2015. And its sequel came out in 2017, still just said to be Japan only. They wanted to bring it out to the West, but there were a lot of problems with localization. Like these games in the series are just known to be difficult to localize. And this is from an interview with uh, Vice, the creator of the series, said, I'll add sound effects to words I want to draw attention to, change the speed at which the text is displayed on screen, change a character's animation midway through a line, and other fine fine adjustments. And he also said, when the situation changes, also change the background music to bring a player's feelings in line with what's going on. And these are the kinds of details what creates the Ace Attorney feel or rhythm. And I can definitely see how matching that to English would be so hard, especially when a lot of the clues is originally based on Japanese wordplay. And I can definitely see like why that would be so difficult to localize, but they did it. They surprised us with this announcement in April. Like, I don't think anyone saw this coming. So it's very cool that we're getting this. We also have um, the review isn't up yet either because this is a very long, beefy game because there are two games in here. So we want to give our reviewer plenty of time to play it before putting out the review. So look for that very soon. And we'll definitely talk more about this next week when we can have a redo with Logan. But yeah, definitely go. Yes. It's going to get an eight. Who would have thought? Because it's the it's great. Probably great. Ace. Uh, it has to be. Uh, it has to on be. IGN scale. It has to be great. Thank you. Very it good, Seth. Thank you. But with that, let's move on to some more news, of which there is some news. <laughs> it's July. Always. Nothing's I know. happening. July, nothing's happening. E3's done. Go have barbecues and go outside and stuff. Oh, yeah, Gamescom is in a month. Yeah, everyone's getting ready for that. But There's an are... Annapurna showcase. Like, literally oh, yeah, right like after right we're now, recording right. this. But, uh, like, we can't. It's, it, it's not. It'll, it'll have happened by the time you watch this. So, I don't know. Maybe there will be a game for Switch in there. I forgot what it's called. And I don't remember if it's even Annapurna. I'm just assuming. But the, the cat in the cyberpunk city? Stray. Yeah. Stray. Are we going to see more of that? Oh, I remember I, that. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to comment on anything. Well, wait. This is wait. This is going. Yeah, out this after. goes up. At, yeah, this goes up after. Oh yeah, we saw Stray. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah I'm so excited yeah. to watch. And that. it looks great. It's not coming to Switch though. No. Okay. Never mind. Just it, pretend. It's amazing. Just pretend uh, I said nothing. Well, no. But okay. I mean, I'll I'll just I'll just do this really quick. Whatever. Uh, yes. Story 
storyteller. Is that what it's called? Storyteller? Uh, crap, crap, crap. Surprise <laughs> Annapurna switch recap from Reb. <laughs> Finding out it's second, not coming. If you need a second to like collect your thoughts, I can talk about Monster Hunter for, for like a yeah, minute. Talk about Monster Hunter for a second and then I'll like All actually right, cool. answer this in a meaningful way. And I'm, I'm not just mentioning Monster Hunter for no reason. We're actually getting a crossover. There's another Capcom collab happening. The last one we got Sukino as a layered armor. And now we're getting an Amaterasu layered armor for the Palamute. So yes, you can actually Sweet. play as Amaterasu. I guess not play, but you can ride Amaterasu. And it looks awesome. It, it looks, looks so cool. Super good. Yeah. And look, when you dash, it leaves the lotus flower petals behind. It looks so good. You also get layered uh, weapons. This looks so cool. This is a, an awesome crossover event and just perfect for the Palamute because if you've ever played Okami, that's what you do. You're a wolf and you fight things with swords in your mouth. So perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Please give us a new Okami game, Capcom. Thank you. Um, but this is going to be available on July 30th. So tomorrow you do an event quest. And the cool thing about the event quest for Monster Hunter Rise is that you can download them and then play them whenever you want. They're always available. So if you are late to any of these event quests, you can always go back and do them at your leisure, as long as you have an internet connection to download them from your uh, friendly connection cat. I think that's what I don't remember what he's called, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> also, um, with Monster Hunter, we're getting some co-op quests added to Stories 2, which adds the Elder Dragon Kovic Teroth. Don't know if we'll be able to attach that egg, but you will get Kovic Teroth armor and stuff. So that's cool. So there's my very quick Monster Hunter update featuring Amaterasu, Amaterasu from Okami. Reb, what's going yes. on with Annapurna? Yes, I'm ready. So the thing that you just saw, because it is it has now happened, uh, there wasn't a whole ton of Switch news, but there were a couple little gems in there. Uh, we saw a new trailer for Neon White, which is this like very fast-paced movement game where you have like this card deck, and each card has a weapon, but also a movement ability on it. And as long as you have the card, you can use the weapon that's on that card, but then you can discard it and get rid of the weapon to gain that movement ability. And it's all about like traversing these areas like very quickly and like defeating enemies, but also moving fast. And it's, it was a really cool little trailer kind of showing off how that movement works that I thought was nice. Um, and that's coming to switch. Uh, there was a game that I was really intrigued about called storyteller, uh, which it is a puzzle game where you were given like a title of a story. So it'll be like a, a romantic story or a tragedy or something. And then you're given the pieces to that story. So you're given characters, settings, maybe like plot points, like a death, like you get a gravestone and you can put like a character on that and then that character dies and you arrange them like in little comic book panels to tell the story that you're prompted to tell. So if you're prompted to tell a tragedy and you get like these characters, then you might like set them up to be like in love and then one dies or something like that and the other one's sad. Um, and it's just like these progressively more complicated puzzles around arranging the elements of a story. And I, I really like the look of that. I thought that was very cool and interesting and a, a very different way to do a puzzle game. So that's coming to Switch uh, at an unknown date. Uh, there's a demo out now on Steam, I think, oh. but Switch. Um, but then the big one, the big one for Switch people is uh, Outer Wilds made an appearance oh. at Annapurna. Oh. Um, that is planned for a Switch release uh, this holiday, officially. And awesome. the big, big news is they are announcing uh, a first, the first and only expansion to Outer Wilds. Uh, it's called Echoes of the Eye. Um, and that's coming out for, so it won't be out on Switch yet. The game won't be out on Switch. So it's coming to all the other platforms on September 28th. But when it, it comes out on Switch, it'll also be available for Switch as well. Uh, awesome. And they were very teasy about that. They showed like the, the spaceship and like some flashes of like this underground area. Um, apparently this expansion content is going to be interlinked into the story that's already there. But they very very uh, uh, secretive about what all that is. Because Outer Wilds is like, if, you have not, if you've not played it, it's, it's very... It's very much a mystery. It's about not knowing anything and being like, okay, what's going on here? So, just, you know, it's kind of like a Groundhog Day, but sci-fi space yes. travel stuff. Mm. Yes. With mysteries. Yeah. So I'm very excited yeah. about that. I think, I think having this expansion is going to be very cool and hopefully a reason for people to revisit that game or pick it up for the first time. I'm excited for the Switch release too. Awesome. Thank you so much for that recap of Annapurna. Just to recap, you said Outer Wilds, Storyteller, and what was the first game that you talked about as well? Neon White. All right, you can look I for have that. One, I have one yes. comment that I have to make specifically for Reb and finding well, out that, that Stray is not coming to Switch has me not feline so good. Oh, <laughs> yes. I mean, never say 
say never, right? Like it still could. It's just not currently. Yeah, but then my joke anymore. loses every, every like oh, that sorry, hilarious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I give it, it a so seven, seven out of ten. It was good, but not quite what great. Was it was like a three. <laughs> a three. No, man, I like puns, okay? They're subjective. <laughs> anyway, there is some other new news. I'm just thinking about puns now. I'm sorry. But Seth, I know that you specifically did want to talk about this. There are new SNES yes. titles available oh, for Nintendo yes. Switch Online <laughs> right now. And oh, Seth, you, you have comments. You have thoughts. This is probably going to get me in trouble because when I made fun of Fire and Ice, everyone's like, that's a very rare game. And it's very fun. And it is actually. It turned out it's a, it's a great game. And my ignorance about it came, bit me in the rear end, whatever. Pretty sure that there are some people out there who fondly remember Claymates. I am not one of them. And I feel bad for you if you are very. No, I'm not. I'm not going to say that. Claymates, it looks charming, whatever. It's not the game we wanted. It's the same story every month. I don't know why I get surprised and disappointed. But yep, Claymates, uh, you remember Clay Fighter series? This is this is that, but it's a side-scroller, and uh, they're supposed to be made out of clay, but it doesn't really come through because it's the Super NES and doesn't have those those high clay textures that later systems would have. So, Honestly, watching that clay, Claymates um, trailer jogged a deep, lost memory when I was a oh, small right. child. I was at some sort of like, I don't know, when you're, you're a small kid there are these like play areas that your parents pay for you to enter and there's like ball pits and arcades and stuff i was at one of those and they had super nintendos set up and they had claymates (laughs) (laughs) and that's where i played that game i was thinking i was like it's for a refund it was my grandma my grandma took me it was a fun time i liked it and now i know what that game was called yeah, well, Thank that's you. good. Then you can revisit it for for free as part of your Nintendo Online and, and subscription. It was actually good. But Jelly Boy, what Excuse are your thoughts? Boy. What are oh. these last two things I've been looking at? What? Well, you just looked at Jelly Boy, that classic uh, platformer exclusive to Europe. And it has that sort of European sheen to it. I don't know what that means, <laughs> that but mean? it, just, it just looks like a game that they would play in Europe. Yeah, das ist super. You should find a Yelly Boy sehr gut. Um, it's whatever. <laughs> what is it about? So it's a platforming it's a game. It was made out of jelly. It's like all these, uh, all the games have pl- very pliable characters. <laughs> very, uh, well, that you can turn into other things. What's pliable about Bamboozle? Well, uh, the, uh, nothing. Oh, you could explode. Let's just pretend ah. for a minute. Let's just pretend for a minute that he's made of plastic explosives so that we can just run with this bit through the end of it. But Bamboozle. It's another one of those puzzle games that you'll probably play like once. It's, uh, but thankfully they redeemed themselves on the NES side of things by, oh, wait, no, they didn't release no. anything. There's nothing. The no. NES. Just SNES. Yeah, so. Well, hey, you just- asking, asking what these games are about is like very funny to me because like, like most of the games that are in this particular like category of games getting released onto Switch Online, they're not about anything. They're, I know. They're, they're about a guy who can do a thing. And that, that's like the extent of what they're about. No, you're right. About, you're right. They're about packaged licensing deals where they can get, you know, 20 games for the price of one and they have to put out like these just really sub sub standard you know, I, I shouldn't say substandard it's fine it's fine we're getting it is. free stuff it, that you pay for like, indirectly he looks like a rejected mcdonald's mascot he right. looks like if grimace was just a head <laughs> <laughs> the big ones <laughs> um every month or every time they announce that i have a little baby fit online i'm like man they didn't give me what i wanted and every <laughs> month i remind myself i pay what it's like twenty dollars a year so i pay $20 a year to be able to play Link to the Past mm-hmm. and Super Metroid and Super Mario World and Super Mario 3 and Super Mario, like some of the greatest games. I get to play those anytime I want without having to like go to my emulators or dig out like the, uh, you know, original hardware or pay a bunch of money for the car. So Super Nintendo Online, you're, you're fine. I don't mind. It's like how I pay for Disney Plus. I pay $5 a month so that I can watch any episode of The Simpsons anytime I want. To, so. <laughs> Look, and I, I just want to say, like, I am glad that they are still coming out with monthly updates and free games. At least they're doing something, and yes, I, yes. I can be, I can appreciate that. And it is free games. And honestly, I think if you have a kid, this would have a lot more value because, like, they'd be like, "Hey, look, new games." So 
I know if I was a kid, I just play what's put in front of me. Everyone I know kids are playing Pokemon Unite right now. Also that. Also, I can tell because sometimes they go in ranked (laughs) games and like this person has never played a MOBA in their life. Are you six? And probably. Probably. So kids are too old. They're playing GTA online. So (laughs) but we'll we'll get to that soon after we go through a little uh, bit more news, which is a little bit sad. So everyone have a moment of silence for Dr. Mario. Because Nintendo is shutting down Dr. Mario World uh, on October 31st will be the last day you can play it on mobile. Uh, it has premium currency. Their diamonds are no longer available. And uh, it's Nintendo's worst performing mobile game. Uh, it made, but it's, it's weird because it's the worst performing mobile game from Nintendo, but it also made $14 million since July of 2019. But I guess that is not that much when it comes to microtransaction oh we can be mobile so games. I know, Did right? They- like they finally figure out that he did not actually have a medical license mm-hmm. that's probably it. he probably lost his medical license and uh he's well, he he's just a, yeah, he's a doctor of philosophy <laughs> damn it yeah. but that is all over the news of this week there was a little bit more happening uh last minute than i thought which is good but i do definitely want to talk about some of the games that we have been playing um seth yeah i see on here that you've been playing Fuga Melodies of Steel. Yeah, because I didn't know anything about it. And like there was a, a code available and I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, yeah, this looks. Yeah, I'll try yeah. this out. I like RPGs. And then I tried it out and I was like, oh, and I like slack Tom Marks because he asked me about it. Deputy Reviews Editor uh, Tom Marks. And I was <laughs> like, I like this game the, uh, like a uh, way more than I thought I would to the point where I'm very scared that I'm going to start a deviant art. Just to make like <laughs> fan art of the characters then they're this like is, that's where you start you start playing a, a game with furries like sonic and then you make a deviant art like that is the natural like correlation yeah I followed, you, I followed you on tiktok for the first time right before we started the show please send me your deviant art i will follow that too thank you i will never <laughs> share my deviant art ever but not until it's full of characters from this game no it's like right, right, right. i didn't I didn't know anything about this game at all. And I didn't realize it's part of a, a, um, like a franchise, like uh, Tales. Oh, God, I can't remember what it's called. Forgive me, all you Fuga fans out there. Um, but there is this whole like world of their, their feline people and there are uh, canid people. And they don't fight each other. They live together. But in this game, you live in what is basically France, but with dogs and cats. And you're fighting. Uh, who are basically the Germans who are called, this is a bit of a stretch, they're called the Burmans. Ah. Okay. Okay. You like wake up and like you wake up this like spirit tank that is in a tree that it's so awesome. Oh my God. I love it. Like you're, it's like the tree that you're, you're never supposed to go to in the village. You go in there and it's like diesel punk tank and all these little kids, these like 10 and 12 year old cat and dog kids get into it and they like, <sighs> They go fight the Burmans invasion of their country in a giant tank, giant diesel punk tank, which, by the way, has like a farm on it and a kitchen and you expand it and you grow your capabilities and you build relationships between the kids. And that gives you better skills in battle. Um, There's also like dungeon crawling stuff. Yes, (laughs) You go exploring and you find little like you find items to bring back and like guns and stuff. And uh, man, this game is absolutely delightful and i don't think it's a spoiler because it's within the first hour but one of uh the the most powerful attack that your your tank has they showed this in the trailer so okay. yeah <laughs> but they, they didn't like outright say it but like you can tell oh, yeah the, what happens <laughs> is you sacrifice the life of a child you kill a, a soul cannon excuse yes. me it says in the trailer yeah and i as soon as i saw it i was like okay i have to play this game now <laughs> so yeah. like what is going on here yep. you don't have to use it but it, it heavily implies i haven't played you know much like i'm not like deep into this <laughs> game yet but it heavily implies that there are going to be situations where you basically have no choice but to sacrifice a small uh uh anthropomorphic cat child to save the rest of them man I, this game is no, just no. adorable i love this game so much in, in spite of the fact that it's also super dark because you have to like sacrifice a child at some point to survive and you can do it as many times as you want to oh. you can just 
You can just like roll up into any battle and be like, hey, kid, get into the soul machine. <laughs> We're oh, going to shoot your essence. To, Seth, to what is battle. wrong with you? Get I'm, started. It made me interested, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's got this, like, I mean, it's super, super anime feel. Oh, yeah, here we I go. Just... If you're watching the video, here, here's the trailer. It kind of, like, talks about it. What? Sometimes you'll even have to sacrifice a friend's weapon. life. The ultimate weapon, Soul Cannon. Yeah. What? And it looks, no. it looks evil, right? It looks, it looks evil as heck. Yeah. This if definitely... someone presented me with an evil cannon that did a murder every time I used it, I would simply choose not to use it. But it's but what murdering if... the hated Burmans. Oh the Burman invasion. God. But what if they mur- mur- murder you? And then they, what happens is if they, if, you, if they beat you, they're just going to roll right over the country of, I can't remember the name of it right now. Good it's country. Not, it's not Brant, uh, but it's supposed to be France. So, uh, yeah, this, this is too upsetting. Wonderful. I can't play this game. No, no, no. no. It's trust me. This, this is like when I tried to play inside, like the first time I I died in that game. I just turned it off. I just said, "Nope, this is not for me. That's fine. I can't do it." Nope. Wait, is that the and, one uh, that was on Xbox 360, or is that the other one? I can't remember. It's anyway. on various things at this yeah, point friend was like oh you should play it in front of your kids and i was like okay cool and then no? like, a spider just destroyed my little boy and ragdolled him and i was like oh this is when my kids were very little also um fuga um is out now um yes. <laughs> so you can play this and it, also just to add a little bit more information it was developed and published by cyber connect 2 and you might recognize that name from the dot hack series yes. and it's the fourth title in the company's uh little tail bronx series thank you Wikipedia. that's the one <laughs> little tail bronx yeah <laughs> dot hack, huh? i love i love the dot hack games i do too so, but this is very this, this does not look, look anything like no, dot hack i'm not selling it very well it's a, it's got no. a strategic turn-based battle. <laughs> thank you casey for your honesty <laughs> i appreciate that it's a very fun game it's very cute it's very interesting it's dark but it's also very fun it's very strategic and involved and there's a million things to do i like it a lot and i wish i had more time to play it but we've been trying to watch the sopranos every night so <laughs> no i was gonna ask if you were going to review it i if I wish I had started it like earlier and more Mm -hmm. like aggressively, but I just like, I don't think I would have, I don't think I have the time to review this in a way that would be worth that is deserved. Yeah. Maybe my impressions absolutely Mm -hmm. check it out. It's super fun and cool and weird. That's what I love. I would love how weird it is. It's just like not like anything else. It's so cool. And it's on switch. So you can play it in bed, which is the best way to play any turn-based game because you can fall asleep wake right up and you'll still be in your turn i agree it's a good way to do it (laughs) thanks for telling us about fuga melodies of steel reb what have you been playing i've been playing yeast nine monstrum knox which is the most uh like jrpg name possible to give something uh so i this has been out Yeast, yeast nine has been out for a little while actually but it just came out on the switch uh earlier this month so it's only been out on switch for a few weeks uh it is it is the sequel and uh, the ninth game in of uh, the very long running uh yeast series which follows the silent protagonist protagonist named at all uh the series has undergone changes over the years right now it's you know as, as you can see very uh action sorty combo slashy rpg kind of stuff uh it is it had a little bit of a slow start uh i, I feel like i'm just sitting here ragging on the switch today which i am not <laughs> because I, I obviously love my switch with all my heart it's the best thing in the world uh but it, it ru- runs a little bad on the switch mm. uh not not the platform of choice for this one uh lots of weird pop in and lag and when there's too much stuff on screen and some real interesting bugs i've got i've had characters just standing in the middle field doing pirouettes on me multiple times that's pretty fun uh nothing game breaking though and and really very fun Like, like these games have just this really fun kind of combo uh good good slashy battle system with lots of like you know, little abilities. It's very, if you like tails, if you like tails and you like, you know, having a bunch of abilities that you can level up and putting them on different buttons and just, just go into town on big old monsters, uh, you know, switching out characters and doing combos, really good stuff. Um, also like story is kind of interesting. Uh, you're, the, the main character Adel is this adventurer who uh, get, goes up to a town and basically gets immediately arrested. Uh, and it's this prison city, so the prison is the big central feature of the town. And he doesn't know why he's arrested. Uh, he escapes and gets turned by this woman with a magic gun into a monster, which is, gives him this super cool 
sword form and all this other stuff. Anyway, there's this whole like complicated RPG plot, but basically he's running around trying to figure out weird stuff that's going on in the prison. And he's got these buds who also have cool magic forms and you know, fight. That sounds cool. Like that. that sounds oh, yeah. really neat. Yeah, it's and fun. If you do, by the way, just wanted to throw that out there. If you do go and watch the review for this game after oh, watching yeah. this, I did the voiceover for this <gasps> review. I did not review it. Uh, Nadia Oxford reviewed it. So yes. this Legend. Throwing that out there. Um, it came out back in February um, yeah. as well. But yeah, no, it's cool to see you uh, sticking with it because I know I was reading your tweets about it and it seemed to be like a, a journey for you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's one of those games that's messy in a fun way. That it's, like, it's like fun to tweet about like, ah, oh, look at this dumb thing that just happened. But but it, but it is very fun. Like I can't quit playing it. I, I played uh, Yeast 8. Uh, that was my first Yeast game ever. And I really loved Good 8. One. And that's... Nadia's review sold me on getting nine, so I, I I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm not too far in yet, but I I'm I'm gonna keep on trucking. It's a good time. It honestly looks really cool, and I I I would like I want more hours. Actually, you know what? If I had any like if I had a reasonable wish that I could get granted, it'd just be like I don't need sleep. I'm always well rested oh and don't God. need to sleep. I, that'd, that'd be, be great. awesome. That'd really be awesome. Cool. Yeah. Also, another so game. Things. Another game with a banging soundtrack. Really good. Oh, the, yeah, the whole franchise is like fame. Even in like uh, the Turbo Graphics one on Turbo CD, it has like ripping guitars. Just yeah, my uh, my partner started playing eight recently after watching me play nine, and I get a text like like thirty minutes into the game. It's like, why does this beach theme go so hard? <laughs> uh, which if you play D, if you play these eight, you know exactly what theme that is. Uh, yeah, it's real good. <laughs> Um, man, JRPGs just have great soundtracks. And speaking of games with great soundtracks, I started Skyward Sword again yesterday ah. uh, on the Switch. Also, fantastic soundtrack. Man, the music in that game was awesome. You guys also uh, talked about Skyward Sword a ton last week, so I won't spend a lot of time on it, except that I'm having a pretty good time with it using the stick controls and not the motion controls. So I don't know. Maybe I'll stick with it a little bit longer than I did on the Wii version and maybe finish it. But I've also been playing uh, Neo the Worlds with you, which we've already talked about, and also Pokemon Unite. I'm having a lot of fun with it, even though the microtransactions are... Uh, Oof. I don't really like them. <laughs> so here, here's it. I don't know if you guys talked to, if uh, anyone talked about this on NBC last week. I know Jada had been playing it, but the microtransactions with Pokemon Unite, you can basically spend money to purchase held items for your Pokemon that then actually buff their stats in game. Oh. And I don't like it when microtransactions affect your damage or defense or basic attack speed or any of those things in game, because then you have a player who is just starting out. Right. And, you know, maybe even if you don't spend money, if you have been playing the game for a lot, you're, charizard will be better than the other person's charizard and i guess you can make that you can also make that argument with regular pokemon but there is no option to fast track it there is no option to pay for a perfectly i mean i guess there is if you cheat but man now i'm just getting into the weeds there you can, there are arguments to be made but this is a <laughs> special case it is moba it is only multiplayer i don't it leaves a bad taste in my mouth to know that you can pay to purchase these items and then get them all the way up to max level like i've been playing i'm level 13 in the game i've been playing like i don't know i probably put in maybe like 10 ish maybe more hours like 15 hours so far into this game i've just been playing a couple of games a night and i've been able to get one item up to max level and each pokemon can equip three and each pokemon like the three items on one pokemon doesn't necessarily work for another pokemon so it's just i don't know and you say that yeah. the buffs are small but you take okay sure it only increases your attack by two percent but by the end of the game that becomes an yeah, exponentially larger number if you're doing basic attacks for 10 minutes you know it kind of like builds up i have been having a lot of fun with it though it is a fun well-made game I like that the the battles, so unlike other MOBAs, you're like, oh, like I have some time. I can get in a game, but sometimes a game of League of Legends or a game of Smite could be like 30 or 40 minutes long. Like who knows how long a game is going to be? And Pokemon Unite's games, they will always be five or 10 minutes or less if you choose to surrender earlier than that. So I like that there is a consistency in games. It's kind of like a, your first MOBA. There are a lot of things that you don't need to worry about as far as like resource management that you usually have to worry about 
in your regular MOBAs. So if you've never played by MOBA, I mean like a multiplayer online battle arena like League of Legends, Dota, and Smite. Those are all of those. And I think, uh, yeah, I think those are the, the most popular ones that you need to know about. But it's cool that they have a wide variety of different Pokemon. They could do a lot better with their UI. I think it's bad. Uh, just navigating the menus is really annoying. They should put more thought into that. Like if you're in a lobby with people, if you go back to your menu to like change out your items or look at your Pokemon's moves or whatever, if you press the big button on the screen that says go back to the main menu, it boots you out of the lobby. But if you press in on the right stick, you can freely go back to look at your stuff. I don't know. It has issues, but overall it is a fun game to play. Also, also it's, it's a bummer. It's a bummer to hear because I, I have not played it. It's a bummer to um, to know that about the microtransactions mm -hmm. because, like, I I was looking at some of the stuff coming out about this game before it, it released, and they were showing off, you know, all the different like skins. And there's like a Blastoise wearing a dapper little suit, and there's like Snorlax in this like <laughs> tropical island attire, and they're so cute. And it's like, wow, that's such an easy microtransaction to do. Like, just get. I'll, I'm not playing this game, but were I playing a Pokemon game that had that in it, I'd, I'd pay real money for cute little Pokemon outfits that don't affect the game at all, but make my Pokemon look dazzling. That's super cool. And so it's like, <laughs> it's like a bummer that they didn't feel they could rely on just that. Because mm -hmm. I, I feel like a lot of people would be perfectly happy to just give money to put a hat on a Pikachu. Yeah, oh. I, I do. I do think they would be. And I do think that they would, people would also be happy, like spending money to unlock new characters, which you can unlock with earned in-game currency i'm was able to unlock one so far i've not spent any money and i'm about to be able to unlock a second one so like it takes some time but honestly it also takes some time to learn characters and be proficient at them anyway so you shouldn't really be switching between a ton of different characters anyway so but yeah i'm i'm having fun with it it's most fun when you have other people to play with because communication is key in these sort of games um i know miranda is working i know her Beginner's Guide uh, Basics and Features page for Pokemon Unite is a must read if you've never read a MOBA. So go check that wiki page. Um, and our, our timer has stopped, so I don't actually know how much time we have oh, left. No. Um, <laughs> but I did really quickly also want to answer a question. Um, what is the most recent game? To crack your top five this is from clark in cleveland and he says his most recent one is mario odyssey so what is your most recent game that is in, now in your top five games of all time oh. i think mm, i think breath of the wild yeah it might be new horizons depending on the day because previously new leaf was like mm. in my like like because I my my top ten like changes depending on how I'm feeling that day. Um, <laughs> yes. New Leaf New Leaf kind of sits somewhere in the five to six spot, and New Horizons I think is better than New Leaf. And so uh, like like on a given day it might be New Horizons, but Breath of the Wild certainly like that that is my favorite game of all time. And yeah, that that coming out just blew everything I had ever played before completely out of the water. Yeah, yeah, that would have been my answer. Were did I not look at the flight controls on either side of me at my desk for Microsoft Flight Simulator, which mm. is my most recent top five. And it's also on Xbox now. And it's also incredible. They get it. They gave a performance update for PC. So like, oh, man, I could talk about that game forever. I'm going to go pitch a show to Damon. Flight Simulator talk. Just me talking about <laughs> flying in the sky. I think my most recent game to get into my top five is probably Monster Hunter World. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I I just I love that game. I put in like 800 hours into that and Iceborne. I think it's fantastic. I know it's not a Nintendo game. I'm sorry. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise, of course, I really loved it. But World just I play I put I, it means a lot to me. That game means a lot to me. And if it's just Nintendo <laughs> game is Breath of the Wild. Like, yeah. no question. And with that. I'm sorry. That is about all the time we have left. I did want to spend more time on the um, Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, but without Logan, we're holding that until next week. So that's it for this week. And remember, Nintendo Voice Chat, you can find it every Thursday at 3 p.m. I know. Did I, did I do you? Did I? <laughs> no, I like, it comes out every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform i do hope you check us out on ign games on youtube and remember 
NBC is the only place you can. Get the thing. Get the thing. I said it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.